Lays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Sports Ethos, Atlanta Hawks team coverage podcast, formerly known as Hoopball Hawks, where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, February 16th, right after the Hawks win the second out of a back-to-back over the Orlando Magic. They won the previous night against the Cleveland Cavaliers, which was a very impressive win, especially after the second half collapse, particularly the third quarter on Super Bowl Sunday versus the Boston Celtics on ABC. And right now, as it stands, who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? Right now, the Hawks are in 10th place. And if the the Hornets lose tomorrow, they have a chance to be tied for ninth any Eastern Conference, although Charlotte would have the tiebreaker. But that's how close things are right now. And Mike Conti from 92.9 FM here in Atlanta, he put out a tweet which really raised my eyebrows. So last year, on March 3rd, 2021, the Hawks were in 11th place, under 500. And they won at Orlando entering All-Star break on a two-game winning streak. And the end result was that the Hawks made the Eastern Conference Finals. Right now, February 16th, 2022, the Hawks are currently in 10th place, under 500. Won tonight in Orlando, entering All-Star break on a two-game winning streak. Hmm. Seems that we are in very, very familiar territory. And... Here's the crazier thing. Last year, the Hawks had a worse winning percentage at this point in juncture than they do now. Now the East is better this year, so that is something to account for. But the Hawks are certainly not out of the woods yet. They still have a legitimate shot at potentially get getting to the top eight, for sure. When you look at it, they are... Four games behind Toronto at seven. Now, there are a lot of games back from the Boston Celtics, who are currently the hottest team in the NBA right now. As it stands, they have won nine straight games. And as of right now, as I'm recording, they're tied at 108 with a minute left in the fourth quarter. So, And that's who the Hawks lost to on Sunday. The Celtics were hot, but the Hawks came out hot. On Sunday, certainly I thought, okay, they were going to respond to that bad loss against the Spurs at home. And then the third quarter happened. They got into foul trouble. Nate McMillan said they got caught up with the officiating. And next thing you know, the Celtics outscored the Hawks 42-23 to in the third quarter. They came into the third quarter with a 10-point lead. 
ended up losing the game by 10 to the Boston Celtics. It's not like the Boston Celtics went crazy offensively. They only scored 105 points, but the Hawks failed to score 100 points in that game. Trey Young did his thing, 30 points, 10 assists. Not efficient from the floor, but certainly did his thing. Bogey had 26 off the bench, who has really found his rhythm off the bench there, but not a lot outside of that. The Hawks shot 36.6% from the field and just under 32% from three in that game. And I told told you guys that the Boston Celtics were going to come with it after how we did them in Atlanta a few weeks ago. And now that the shoe's in the other foot, they're on a hot streak right now. They certainly return the favor up in Boston. Now, it wasn't the beatdown that we gave them, but they won the game. It was a better showing in some ways than the game versus the Spurs. But defensively, we still had some lapses. And offensively, we were still hit or miss, especially a lot of misses on that night. But now we get to, you know, fast forward to today, two game winning streak, going into all-star break. You got some momentum. You know that bogey off the bench is going to be consistent. Do his thing. DeAndre Hunter is playing a lot better. Hunter seemed to find his rhythm. You know, Trey Young is Trey Young. Right now, John Collins is out, but he should be back after all-star break. Clint Capella had a decent game tonight and pretty much everyone contributed. In the last two games, very, very solid wins entering All-Star break. Every win counts, and that's why they found themselves getting a little bit of breathing room from the 11th place Washington Wizards right now and sit in a spot where they were last year in an All-Star break, and then coincidentally they made a run. So we're going to talk about where they are now and where they need to go but first, this plug. If you like losing money, turn this off right now. But if you love free band, free bands, just like Super Future, then keep listening. Sports betting is getting huge across the nation, and all of my homies love to bet on games. There are a bunch of sites out there for sports betting, but all of my homies love my bookie. Why? Because it's so easy to use. And since y'all my homies too, I'm going to plug you. All my homies listening right now can sign up for my bookie with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus. 100%. Just like an A-plus in school. Hopefully you got them, but if not, this your chance to get 100%. You like playing blackjack? There are some very fun and free blackjack tournaments, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much that you can do on my bookie, and the best thing is, is that no cash is required to enter, and you can win up to $100 in daily challenges and up to $1,000 in weekly tournaments. So you want a chance at free cash money? Then again, my homies, sign up with the promo code HOOPBALL to unlock a 100% deposit match bonus and try to score some in the words of future like i said earlier free band free band all right and we are back i want to talk about the cleveland win first that was a very very impressive win and if you are hiding under the rock which you probably aren't if you're listening to this podcast about the atlanta hawks in the nba you know that the cleveland cavaliers have the fourth best record in the east right now they are 
Definitely the surprise team in the East this year. People expected Chicago to have some success this year. I didn't think it was going to be this much success this early. But certainly Cleveland came out of nowhere with All-Stars and Darius Garland and now Jared Allen, who is going to be in the All-Star game in Cleveland with James Harden not playing. But the Hawks certainly responded to that loss on Super Bowl Sunday to the Boston Celtics with a great team performance at home versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, winning 124-116. Trey Young went off 41 points from him. Gallo off the bench added 25 himself. And it was just a, a game where they just were hot. They were hot from the field. Trey Young really got them going. They had 25 team assists, so the ball was moving. They... Kept the turnovers down. They led in a fast break, led in points in the paint, had less fouls than the Cleveland Cavaliers, shot 42% from three. So it was just a solid team performance for the Atlanta Hawks, led by Trey Young, who was, and it was funny, there was some chatter that in one of my group chats that somebody said, wow, I don't even understand why Trey Young is an all-star starter this year. This this dude thought Trey Young shouldn't have been an all-star starter. And I'm looking around the Eastern Conference. There's no better point guard than him in the Eastern Conference. Hell, there are very few point guards in the NBA better than Trey Young. You can count them on one hand. And you may not even use all the fingers on your hand to do that. And it was funny. He, he texts that as his game started. And then I let Trey Young do the rest. And what was the rest? Him being extremely efficient from the floor and just dominating, especially in that first half. And he finished strong as well. And they held off the Cleveland Cavaliers pretty much wire to wire in that game. Trey Young with 41 points, nine assists, three rebounds, had four three-pointers. He was 13 of 22 from the field, only had four turnovers that night. Just a terrific game from Trey Young, and he got help. Bogey added 10 off the bench. Okonga with 8 off the bench. Gallinari was in the starting lineup because of, obviously, John Collins' injury. He had 25 points, 3 rebounds, 3 three-pointers that night. DeAndre Hunter, after having a rough stretch, really had a solid game on Monday night, 18 points. I'm sorry, Tuesday night, 18 points. Two of six from three. Kept the fouls down. He's been getting in foul trouble a lot. But he did not. It wasn't to the point where he was out of the game. He played 35 minutes. And he led the team in minutes versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. So that was great to see there. Herter added 13. Capella only five points that game. But it was a team effort. And Trey Young was the engine that made this offense move. And they moved as a unit. And it was great to see because Trey Young was doing everything in Boston. And he didn't get that team support behind him. He only had, I think, one other player in double digits. Against the Cleveland Cavaliers, five Hawks players in double digits. Team effort. That's what we want to see. And they, obviously, they won in spite of some huge efforts on the other side. Darius Garland, an all-star, 30 points, eight assists. Evan Mobley, who I think is going to be the rookie of the year, 22 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. 
Jared Allen with 14 points, seven rebounds, four assists. Kevin Love even added <laughs> a, a lot of points off the bench. 21 points off the bench for Mr. Love, the former NBA champion <laughs> from the Cleveland Cavaliers. But in the end, the Hawks were able to hold off the Cleveland Cavaliers. And when you look quarter by quarter, after the, I mean, it was pretty much back and forth the whole game. In the second quarter and the fourth quarter, it's about how you finish. And they finished strong in those two quarters. And those two quarters helped them put a complete team performance together and win the game. So that was a huge win. That might have been one of the best wins of the year to this point. If, I mean, there's a, we've had a lot. I mean, the Suns win, the Bucks win. There are a couple of those games that we have put into that category. And I will put this one in there because of the team effort and the significance, obviously, losing a Sunday ABC game against Boston on the road who you knew they were gunning for us and they're hot. You go against another team that's been hot as well. And Cleveland, you pull off the win at home and you protect home court. And that was very impressive to me watching that game last night. And then you have a back-to-back. -back, you, you travel down to Orlando. Deja vu like last year before the All-Star break. And you put together a magnificent team effort where you led wire to wire. And the only quarter you lose is in the fourth quarter when most of the bench was in. And you only lose that quarter by one point. The Hawks pretty much took control of this game and never let it, never let it go. The Hawks had... Six players, sorry, seven players in double digits tonight. Trey Young led the, no, actually, Bogey led the way with 23 points, six assists. He's 9-13 from the floor, four three-pointers made. Bogey off the bench, again, I said this episode ago, that is where he belongs, and he needs to continue to lead that unit as a guy who can create his own offense, create for others, knock down jump shots. He can do it all offensively and I love seeing that shout out Lou Will breaking the NBA record for most games off the bench that was obviously a huge achievement by him speaks to his longevity and obviously his availability being in the league he had nine off the bench but the people in double digits DeLon Wright had 10 points off the bench added six rebounds Okongu with 12 points six rebounds off the bench he had a really good game dominating in the post at times Herter as a starter, 15 points, 6 of 10 shooting from the floor, 3 of 6 from 3, added 2 assists, 3 rebounds. Trey Young, 22 points, 5 of 13 from the floor, but he hit 4 three-pointers tonight, added 6 assists, 3 rebounds. DeAndre Hunter, 14 points, 3 rebounds. Gallo with 11 points, and then Capella was almost there. He had 8 points and 9 rebounds. It was a team effort tonight. 100% a team effort. They kept the turnovers down. They had ball movement. They out-rebounded the Magic. They shot 50% from the floor. And they were crazy from three-point range. And there was a stat that was on the broadcast that they said the Hawks are, have the third-highest three-point shooting percentage in the NBA this year. And you wouldn't, we wouldn't have known from the games that we watched. There's been a lot of games where just they're just abysmal from the three-point line. And we think, wow, we suck as a three-point shooting team. Well, we don't shoot as many. We shoot, I think it was 27th in the NBA in three-point attempts. But we have the third highest three-point shooting percentage in the NBA. 
And if we can have those games where we're shooting well from three-point line, it's going to lead to wins. And that is a huge key for the Hawks. We tried to get away from that to start the year, try to go more inside out. But certainly the three ball helps us win games. But we do need that mixture of getting into the paint and knocking down shots, obviously, inside the three-point line. We had 28 free throws tonight. That was a huge win. Back to the three-point shooting percentage, as I just said, they shot almost 55% from three, knocked down 18 of them tonight. So it was just a resounding team win. And what you need going into All-Star break, you want to feel good. You want to feel confident. And you, you have a really good win against Cleveland. You have a win a game you should win against the Orlando Magic. And now instead of, you know, limping into all-star break, the only one limping right now is John Collins, but we'll get him back. You're going, you're going into all-star break a little, little more confident, and you have a better winning percentage than you did last year when the Hawks made the run to get themselves into the playoffs. Like I said, the Eastern Conference is tougher, so a run may only get them seventh. I don't know about sixth, depending on how things you know, fall above them, but could get you seventh, eighth. I mean, you still got to play in the play-in, but there's no denying that if this team could get into the play-in, win, and get into the playoffs, they're going to be a team that not a lot of people want to see. They're, they're going to be a tough out because of how they are offensively. And Clint Capella's comments in the athletic article, you know, was resounding. He thought that, you know, a lot of the players, and I'm paraphrasing here, thought that they arrived and things were just going to just happen this year, that it was expected they were going to have the success that they had last year. And they have a lot of offensive-minded players who are not focused on the defensive end. All of those things are fact. And I've been having conversations with people about, oh, the Hawks are not a good team, or Brad, you were wrong. You thought that they were going to be this, but they're not that good. They're that. It's a long season. And the only thing that I will admit being wrong about is that maybe we gave, maybe we crowned this team too early. And I admit, maybe we did. We crowned them too early. But it's about consistency. It's about night to night doing the things necessary to win the game on both ends of the floor. And that's what Clint Capella was getting at. I don't think everybody on the team does that consistently. And as much people, especially in the radio and fans, want to point to Nick McMillan and say that you need to put the lineups out that work, you need to motivate them better. If you're going to have to motivate professionals to play defense and you throw out a bunch of different lineups and they still don't yield great defensive results, that is, again, and I keep saying it's a broken record, that's a personnel issue. That's a personnel issue. That is a roster configuration issue and we're going to be able to make right this roster this offseason but at this point the coach can say what he can say he can try to put the lineups out there but at this point it is between your ears and what's beating in your chest that's going to make you go out there and play with that defensive effort that's all that it comes down to we're putting too much on coaches and we need to be real and say hey Players got to step up too. You got to, like, if if Nathan Millen is not doing an adequate coaching job, which I don't think that's the case, then you got to play above your coaching. If you're not known as a great defensive team, but you need to be solid defenders in order to 
take that next step, then you got to you got to do that yourself. You got to play above that. You're going to have to bring it. And that's the things they got to bring in the second half of well, not the second half, but after the All-Star break. You're going to have time to rest. You're going to have time to recuperate, work on some things, meditate, whatever this team needs to do. But once they come out of the All-Star break, they're going to hit the ground running because this schedule is not for the faint of heart. These first five games are going to be crucial, and the Hawks have to bring it. Not like the Celtics game where you bring it for a half and then die. It's going to have to be like the Cleveland Cavaliers game. It's going to have to be like this Magic game. It's going to have to be like that game against the Suns, the game against the Bucks. Those are the efforts they're going to have to put forth in order to make a run and get further and further up the standing so we have a favorable matchup in the playing tournament or hell, even make it into the top six potentially. That's going to be easier said than done. I think playing is where the Hawks have to, you know, set their hopes on at this point because of the hole that they dug themselves and how much better the Eastern Conference is. But game by game, like Clint Capella say, we have to do the things necessary to win that game. We can't think about the playoffs. And that's what Clint Capella also said. We thought about the playoffs. We thought we were shooting for playoffs from the rip. You still got to play the games. You still got to perform. And they didn't do that. Now they're doing it more than not. There's still those very frustrating performances like the Spurs game, like the second half of the Celtics that are going to happen. But we're going to have to make those things a thing of a pass if we're going to get to where we want to go, which is to the playoffs again, make another run, and try to get into the top six if possible. And as I'm recording, Boston Celtics winning streak did end at nine games. They lost on a... Jeremy Grant jumper to lose to the Pistons 112-111. So at least the Celtics are, you know, tasting some defeat finally. But they've turned it around. The Hawks can too. I believe in them, and I hope that you do too. Um, I know our fan base is very back and forth because of the history of Atlanta sports. But continue to ride out with this team. If we don't have the success that we had last year, that is okay. This was always an evaluation period. This was going to be a year that we run it back. We're going to truly see who needs to stay and who needs to go. And I think this offseason is where the moves are going to happen. It's where the trades are going to happen. It's where we're going to clean house a little bit. It's where we're going to make a, a very interesting free agent signing, even though free agency isn't that strong. But... That is this offseason, and we have to worry about this season right now. And after this all-star break, the Hawks have a very, very tough schedule where they come out of all-star break and thrown right into the fire. You travel up to Chicago to take on the Bulls, who've been playing very well. You go against your nemesis two days after that the Toronto Raptors as they come back to Atlanta and we'll see if the Hawks can defend the three ball and take care of the ball and finally beat the Raptors this year. Then after they play the Raptors, they travel back up to Boston for a Tuesday night TNT game to get revenge on the Celtics. It's on TNT. I think the, I think the Hawks play well that game. It's not on ESPN, so I'm going to bank on that. And two days after that, they welcome the Bulls again to the State Farm Arena, and then they end that stretch of five games on the road versus the Wizards, who 
are nipping at their heels right now in the Eastern Conference standings. When you look at the schedule for the second half, I keep saying the second half, but the rest of the season, there's a lot of favorable games, but there's some games in there that the Hawks are going to have to bring it. I mean, I'm looking at a schedule where we have to see the Bucks on ESPN on a Wednesday night. You know, the Clippers are no slouches as well. They have to come to Atlanta. We have to see the Hornets again. We welcome John Moran and the Grizzlies to Atlanta for a Friday night NBA TV game. The Celtics, I mean, sorry, the Pelicans, who've been playing a lot better, come to Atlanta. We see the Knicks again on a TNT game. The Warriors come to Atlanta. We have to see, play Cleveland again in a makeup game here at home. We see the Nets again. The Raptors, we have to go to Toronto and take them on again. We see the Heat again as well. So there are some games that are against playoff caliber teams that the Hawks are going to have to bring it. And they have to bring it every single night. Because if they don't, they're going to either fall out of the playing spot or not get a favorable draw in the playing game and not make it to the playoffs, which would be a huge letdown. But again, maybe we set our expectations too high. I'm guilty of it. After last year's success, I thought, okay, we can raise the bar. And they've fallen under the bar more times than not this season. But they still have a chance to right their wrongs and finish strong down the stretch to get into the playoffs and make some noise. And then you go into the offseason and say, hey, this is what we did the year before. This is what we did with mostly the same crew this year. Now it's time to make moves. Now it's time to make a trade. Now it's time to make a big splash. Take that next step to be a comp a championship contender in the Eastern Conference. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but they're going to certainly need another big-time scoring threat next to Trey Young that is maybe not a superstar, but certainly an all-star. I keep putting Carl Anthony Towns, but it could be someone else. Who knows? We don't know who's going to be disgruntled this offseason and may want out of the situation. We hear rumblings of Donovan Mitchell. We hear others. But until the offseason is here, we don't know. So we can only control what we can control, which is the energy, the effort, and the focus game to game to try to finish as strong as we possibly can. And here at Eat Those Hawks, we're going to finish strong as well. And if you love what you heard today, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. This is the perfect time to put them on. All-Star Break is here. They can catch up, listen to the narrative, become fans of the show, fall in love with this Hawks team like I have, and let's see how we end this stretch leading into the playoffs. We're going to be following it. We're going to be covering it. Again, share those with everybody. Follow us on Twitter at EthosHawks. On Twitter, that's at EthosHawks. And then follow myself, Brad Jarrett67 on Twitter. That is Brad J A R R E T T 67 on Twitter. We're going to catch you guys after the All Star break. Might have a special episode just talking about Trey Young and the All Star game. We're going to be watching that definitely this upcoming weekend, seeing our beloved Hawk shine as an All Star starter at the point guard position where he rightfully belongs in Cleveland. 
I can't wait to see it. I would love if Oyeko Kongu is in the Rising Stars game, but that's neither here nor there. We'll catch you next episode. Y'all have a good one and stay safe out here.